Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And you got Brett. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We are cranking out episodes down here in the basement. Uh, once again, recording on a beautiful night. Yeah. Just having a good old time chatting ice fishing. So if you guys are uh, knowing of anybody that is interested in ice fishing, pass our podcast along to them. Yeah, I think uh, really that's where we get a lot of our listeners, just word of mouth. Uh, folks enjoy it. They're said, hey, check this out. Share it with their page. Tell their brother about it or their grandpa or whoever. And Yep. Uh, that really seems how we get a lot of our listeners. Yeah, and we're on season three, and I think we're we're still uh, still getting better at it. I mean, when you Google us, I mean, we do pop up on the internet, so yep. that does help a lot. Absolutely. Uh, I would also, I mean, we haven't gave a little shout out for quite a while yet, but uh, we do have a merchandise page if you're ever interested in uh, yeah. picking up some mugs, sweatshirts, t-shirt, something, support the Short Rod Show, yep. stickers. Um, I, I mentioned that, I think we've only mentioned the merch, maybe one other episode, maybe two, but... Um, if you're ever just purely interested in supporting the Short Rod Show, buy a sticker. Um, they're the cheapest item we got on that merch store, um, but they also give us the most bang for your buck as far as return back to the Short Rod Show. So yeah, and and Brett and I we're not professionals. We're we're no we're two average dudes, like it says in the uh, description. Especially that uh, merch, down in our basement. That merch store is 100%. All I did was make some designs, and the website that we went through does everything else. So yep. uh, the prices are kind of already set in stone i don't really have a lot of yeah yep they're, they're a little steep sometimes but yeah but that works it's, i will it's say they're way. nice everything that i've ordered from oh, there absolutely. i've been extremely happy with the quality yeah, this, of this tumbler is going to be a, a sweet christmas you can't tell me that year. yeah that's not one of the, that's just every bit as good as a yeti it doesn't have the brand on it but yep uh yeah they're yep. fantastic pretty cool so what are we chatting about today brett uh today we're actually i think we're gonna start getting into some actual fishing tactics so uh, we kind of reserve right. the beginning stage of the season to talk about gear because that's really when you buy all your gear and stuff. So buy gear, clean your gear. It's the most appropriate it, time set to talk about gear. gear. Yeah. Now let's talk about actually using that gear. All right. um, specifically on the ice, let's try to catch some fish. So start of the season, we had ice goals, which was our season three opener. Such a great episode. Dang it. So we <laughs> talked about you know kind of how we want to approach this season, maybe a little differently than what we've done. Previous seasons, yep. um, or not necessarily short rod show seasons. I mean, like ice fishing seasons. Yep. So, uh, in the past, we've been very heavily targeting crappies, bluegills, small ponds, weed lines, that sort of stuff, and extremely successful at it. We'll continue to do that, I think. Yep. Um, just because that's very accessible. That's to our us. jam. That's what we're yep. known for. That's now. what. That's, that's the what, bread and butter. If yep. I want to go out and catch fish, that's what we're going to catch. Absolutely. Fish on. Yep. Um, but this year, I kind of want to challenge myself and challenge Ben. And Ben wants to challenge himself on trying to do a few new things that we haven't done in the past. So uh, if we ever do indeed get ice, uh, they claim <laughs> we will one day, but I don't know if yep. that's actually going to happen. Uh, I want to specifically target walleyes, okay. Iowa walleyes <clears throat> specifically. Iowa Which is a little, bit of a, a little bit of a unicorn in Iowa. Uh, <laughs> On on lakes, on rivers, yeah. But ice fishing is not. I know. I'm just saying. There's a lot of good river walleye. Yeah, there caught. is open water. Yep, definitely. But uh, lakes, it's that's a different beast. It can be a little tougher. Yep. Um, yep. Specifically, I want to try to target more through the ice. Yeah, and if um, you guys, if you guys know, you know, in Iowa here, we do have some natural lakes that have a walleye population that's sustainable. You know, Okaboji, Spirit, Western Iowa, Northwestern Iowa, basically. Yep. Um, I think that's about it. That's it. Yeah. 
everything else is getting pulled stocked. from there, stocked. Yep. Uh, yeah, just all stock stuff. So yep. a little bit more rare to uh, to get in on the big guys. Yeah, you're not finding a lot of natural population, yep. but um, everything's stocked. So there is, I I mean, you got to give credit to the DNR where credit's due. Uh, I mean, any we, any walleye you're catching other than there in the IGL area yep. is a stocked walleye. Yep. More than likely. And so, I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due on that. I mean, those guys, yeah, that's your a huge licenses, everything helps yep. pay for that to go towards all that. So, um, yeah, I think in the past I've never really targeted walleye. I've had some accidental catches, you know, while we're crappie fishing, while you're yep. catfishing, whatever. Um, you'll pick up a walleye every so often. But I'd like to actually try to sit down, tune it in, see if we can figure out to try to target a few. Um, so I've done a little bit of research on close by lakes so that I can try to do a little bit more than just a, you know, one send for a weekend sort of thing so we can try to repeat a pattern or find something but heck yeah um also the other goal i was trying to figure out and try to set for myself this year is to you know in the past we've talked a lot about catfishing cat daddy i would like to specifically (laughs) figure out how to target larger cats so i'm talking 30 inches 10 plus pounds channel cat all right 10 plus i want a big boy I want a big daddy. That's gonna. I don't want to only be the cat daddy. I want to be the big daddy. The big cat daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. So go for some catfish action. I've, I've got some ideas, and I think that's what we'll discuss in this podcast. Kind of the theory or thought how I want to approach it. Um, but it's certainly not applied information. Um, I, I think you you through the season here as we try to attempt to do those things. You'll kind of follow along and hear our. Wins and our losses. Yeah, and that's and what, what we learned. That's what I think you guys uh, really want to hear about is how it actually goes, how it pl- how we planned it to go versus how it actually goes. Yep. Um, you know, what worked, what didn't. Uh, and like I said, we're just two average dudes I mean, that are out ice fishing when we can and, and having a good time. On those two topics specifically, you're not listening to experts. By no means are Ben and I experts on either of those two catching Walleyes in general. There you go. Yeah. Or <laughs> trying to target large cats. Yep. Uh, that there's, that's not an expertise there. Plenty of stuff on YouTube if you're uh, looking for experts on that. Yep. So, but go, I think, I think it'll be interesting <laughs> uh, from a listener standpoint and from my own standpoint, just talking and thinking through it because mm-hmm. that's where I really I get out of this podcast is being a little bit more cerebral about what we're doing out on the ice. Like, yep. I'm fishing these fish and I'm catching these fish, or how am I approaching these fish, and then just thinking about it, not just rather than just doing it and not thinking about it. Yep. Um, so I think that'll be an opportunity for listeners to, to just kind of hear the, about the progression of how yep. you learn to do something uh, in real life. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some hiccups and some problems along the way. And there might be an Always episode is. or two yep. here where, you know, we went out and we didn't catch anything. Um, Man, that'd be a bummer. And we'll talk about some of the, uh, maybe what we tried and how it didn't work. Yep. It might not be the most exciting episode, but I think that'll keep it real. Yeah, and, and uh, I think that's part of what is missing a little bit too. You know, you look at the YouTube side, the podcast side a little bit as well, but, um, you know, there's a lot of YouTube videos that don't get made because you don't hear don't about catch the failures. Fish. Yeah, you don't hear about the failures. <laughs> well, which and they're not that exciting to listen to, but I get that, but at the same time, that kind of bums me out because it's like, all right, there's no way they're out there every day catching fish all the time. Yep. Like yep. there's, you know, and there's think- too much that changes to, to have that be accurate. Um, if I try to bridge this to other things that I consume in the outdoors, which is like deer hunting videos. Yep. You do that. I mean, uh, so I, I listen to the, I watch the hunting public, both their YouTube videos and their podcast. And they're, you're I all mean, in on those guys. Oh, dude. Great. Well, I'm just so pumped up. They're from Iowa. They're, they're, Iowa they're out guys, of Albia. Yeah. They're just good dudes. 
and they're just yep. pumping out deer and yeah that's they're, cool. they're awesome yeah and i can specifically can this year that. it's been a struggle for them like last mm. year they were slaying big bucks all season long like it didn't matter what they could just walk out into a field and there's a big buck bam shot it done <laughs> where this year like there's a lot of failure going on in there but frankly uh, as a viewer i've learned more this year than i have in previous years yep just of what what's gone wrong yep. um and how that's worked so i think uh, that's something missing in the fishing world as far as the fishing social me- fishing media, I mm-hmm. guess maybe, uh, world is how do you discuss and talk about failures, fishing failures, yep. and not be extremely boring? Uh, yeah, as well, we're just sitting out there soaking <clears throat> yeah. our worm and getting yep. drunk. Yep. You know, what I mean, yeah, uh, there's only so much that you can take. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Oh, that's I cool. think that'll be interesting, and uh, Ben will stack a couple of, or his goal of yeah. Mississippi. Yep. And uh, before we cut to a break, grab that, uh, grab the lures we were talking about. So some of you reached out. Oh, the uh, wanted yeah. to know about some of the lures we were talking about because we didn't really know what they were called. Uh, made a trip over to Hank's uh, Bait and Tackle in Waterloo, which is kind of the. They got some obscure stuff. They have yeah. literally a wall of just jig, you know, Plano thirty seven hundred boxes mm-hmm. of. Every kind of random jig you can think Things of. Things you've never even seen. Yeah. yeah. And like home-built stuff, uh, real small production kind of stuff. So the baits we were talking about that had a little silver blade uh, on a regular hook with a little rubbery kind of worm over it with an eye on is called a Rembrandt. The Rembrandt. The Rembrandt. The original Rembrandt. So picked up a few more of those, and the ones I have, I think, are just all yellow. That's not like a lead jig, though. No, that's like not. a. No. a, a you imagine well, like a little. I think spoon it has a little bit of lead in there. You see, you see what? But I'm it's talking not about like here? a dropper jig. Is no, what no, I'm no. trying to say. No, this Describe is totally, that a little bit. This is kind of a totally custom kind of deal. It's like a flat tin spoon sort of. Deal. Yep, yep. Got a spoon towards the top where you tie on, and then a, a hook towards the bottom with a rubber worm threaded the rubber through part there. Is it's like a rubber uh, condom on there. Uh, I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it, to be honest. I yeah, basically, think, yeah. I was trying to think of or a little sleeve. Yep. Um, and I, I'm curious what, why. What's well, the point? Of, does it help float, I wonder? It looks, if it gets a little air in there? I think it's all it for float? looks. I think it's all just, that's your bait. You know, that's what it, it looks like. Is that like a solid little, rubber, or is it like a tube? It's a tube. So yep. there does it definitely does capture air then at that point. Yep. I wonder if it helps it float a little bit. Yep. And then uh, – What's cool about these is the old ones that I have, I think, are just yellowed out and aged out. Yeah, they're all where, just one color. Yeah, they're kind of all brown and orange-ish, like dull orange. I got some bright yellow ones, some pink ones, some purple ones, and a little different color. And the thing I find ones. interesting about those is there's a little eye on them. Uh, yep. yep. Why? So, <laughs> so and, f- and the eye's on the, on, on the wrong end. Usually, the eye is towards the towards eyelet, the yep. towards the front of the bait. Where the eye on this is more towards the, the hook of the, the J of the hook. I don't know. Mr. Rembrandt will have to call in and tell us about it. The original. Well, Rembrandt, they, they, he, he painted all them funky uh, oh, paintings, yeah. right? Well, these are maybe the eye is the opposite direction. That's yeah, exactly. why it's Rembrandt. There you go. I literally just made that connection <laughs> as I was talking. <laughs> um, leave it to Hank, though, for having the most random collection. I mean, they those? have. No, Did, it just what? says Rembrandt jigs. There, there wasn't they a were manufacturer. Like, Maybe eighty nine cents or ninety nine. See, that's a, that's the beauty too. Is I like these. Is they're cheap. Yep, yep. So that's that's pretty cool. Ooh, and yeah. Hanks has a lot of stuff on their website. I really too, like this little white one. You got to go to the shop in person in Waterloo there to to see some of that stuff. That's that's really so. As I look curious. in this bag, Ben, oh, I can't get the sucker open. 
been having too much, had too many Millers. The little pill bag. There's a little white one in there. It looks like a little maggot. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. That's not a Rembrandt, though. That's a different one. Oh, it is different. That is called, uh, shoot, we didn't bring the cheat sheet down. <laughs> That's fine. That had it on there. That's fine. Huh. It's called like Premier Jig or something. Interesting. So cool. that and got a, picked up a couple of killer binkles too. You know, that's kind of a cool, cool profile. I'll as be, well. I'm never excited. fish with them. I'm, I'll yeah, be interested. I'm excited to, to try action. some of these more obscure, different action, different yep. profile baits rather than just a dropper jig. To me, that's the deal when you're fishing pressured fish is having something with a little different action. Yep. It doesn't have to be wildly different. Just a little, just a fraction of a difference. Yep can make it and, and i was talking with brandon about the uh the big bluegill episode in depth outdoors last week sure uh well this will be like two weeks ago when you guys hear this but oh yeah, yeah um yeah. catching big bluegills in minnesota and they're literally those fish do not get that big and old by being dumb no like they are they're dialed in they know when something's goofy yep. and they're not gonna bite it they're gonna get spooked and run away so uh having something like a uh, caddis cane and a uh, Rembrandt and some of those little goofy jigs. Yep. That makes something a difference on, seen. on some of those finicky bluegills like that. So, yep. Anyway, that was a little digression there, but that's all right. We, we take it as it comes here, pretty laid back. Yeah, that's going to be a hell of an episode, <laughs> I think. Heck yeah. So, that'll all be coming up next on The Short Rod Show. <laughs> ben, where have you been? We've got a short rod show episode to drop here in a half an hour. Ah, shoot. I've been outside blowing snow in my driveway for the last hour. Jeez, give me a break, Brett. Man, you just got to hire that out. I don't know. Like, how would I find someone that could do it? I don't know. I just look up on Google. Yeah, that could work, but how do I know they're any good? All I know is that the best companies use Evergrow Marketing to show up on Google. Yeah, that's a good point. I know Evergrow Marketing is a digital marketing agency that provides straightforward solutions for local service businesses. Yeah, but what does that mean? Well, Brett, it means if your business relies on leads and inquiries from your surrounding area, they'll take care of your website, make sure you're showing up on search engines like Google, and make your phone ring with new business. They've worked with landscaping and lawn care companies, roofing contractors, car dealers, hospitals, banks and credit unions, and more. If you own or work for a business that could use a little help with the digital side of your marketing, check them out over at evergrowmarketing.com. Also, tell them that Ben and Brett over at the Short Rod Show sent you, and they'll knock 10% off your first bill. You know, Brett, I was poking around on Facebook the other day, and I could just not find the Short Rod Show. What's the deal? Oh, you just got to punch us in on Google. What do you mean? We show up on Google already? Oh, yeah. The Evergrow team hooked us up. Holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good deal. I'll try that now. Yeah, right. You just punch in Short Rod Show, and we'll come up on our website, shortrodshow.com. It'll come up on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. And Apple Podcasts. Awesome. So people can find us all over now. Yeah, all over the internet. That's great. We're also on Instagram, too. I've been trying to keep up with that. Posting some cool pictures. When we're out on the ice, you can check us out there, too. Yeah, sweet updates. Awesome. Check us out, guys. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us through the break. Uh, we're going to chat about some walleyes and some cats through the ice. Yep. This is uh, Brett's grand scheme of the 2021-22 season. Mostly 2022 season at this yeah, yeah. point. Yeah, the 21 in season's East, toast. Central Iowa, it's just been rough. Yeah. Um, hopefully, real soon, we'll be out on the ice. Yep. It's just been brutally warm. Blue balling. Yep. It's terrible. Yeah. So what kind of uh, what kind of walleye tactics are you thinking about here? So yeah, we'll open her up with the walleye. Well, I think just to kind of start out with is 
that's really just kind of holding my game. I think is I I just never really target well like no. in Iowa. Yep. It's there's so many others. There's a handful of other species that are just easier to target, and you can just catch a lot more of them. They're just as big a fish. The whole deal. But you know, walleye is kind of the gold standard. Yep. Um, and I think so. I think you know. Let's get after it. See what we can figure out. And I think I think there's some opportunity there to figure it out because, you know, as you and really the reason we started this podcast is you know try to give the southern ice belt perspective on fishing. Absolutely. And yeah. a lot of folks are yeah. out walleye fishing, and that's a wall. That's a fish that covers the gamut of all the ice belt pretty well. Yep. Uh, how do we catch walleyes in Iowa versus how do you catch walleyes in Minnesota? Well, I think in Minnesota you just you just, just catch them. You just drop down in a hole, and then They're a there. walleye just gets snagged in your hook. Yeah. That's kind of how that how works, works out there. <laughs> Or in Canada also. In Canada. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, a little different story down here. Um, in Iowa, you know, we don't have a natural population, so they're all stocked. Yep. Um, and our lakes just set up different. We don't have natural lakes. They're all, by and large, yep. they're Most man-made are, lakes. They're all man-made, yeah. Uh, there are some natural ones as you get in northern Iowa, but by and large, yep. man-made lakes. That have been stocked with walleyes, and people do catch them. They are alive. They are edible. So I need to figure out how to catch them. So I think that's going to be my goal. That'll be cool this year. Yep. yep. So, so I'm what I'm in my mind, and we haven't talked about this before, but in my mind, I'm thinking Brett's going to be hitting Clear Lake, fishing spoons. Uh, last the first thing that comes to, to mind is gonna go to Clear Lake. <laughs> the last place I'm gonna go is Clear Lake. Oh my goodness! Not giving them enough credit. No, I'm not. It's too. It's one. Not, number one, it's too far. It's an hour and a half away. All right. Yeah. Which there are walleye lakes that are closer. Yep. And I feel like there are walleye lakes that are better and produce bigger fish. Ooh. That are closer to the metro. Than Shots fired. That's cool because the uh, the slot going in on Clear Lake is going to be a big deal. Yeah, that's we an talked interesting about deal. That a little bit, but uh, well, no, it's not it's less of a big deal because now we can start keeping all them cigar walleyes that we could catch <laughs> the the twelve inches. Yeah, we can start keeping them now because they're in the slot. They're they're open game. I just don't see that working out very well. But well, maybe know. we can just cook them whole. Oh, <laughs> there you go. That did not work out <laughs> last time either. Oh, that was not not as expected, but. I guess, uh, yeah, I started out just kind of a little hit list of lakes, and I, I don't really want to just well, list no, those we're, off. We're not going to blow up lakes that's here. that's appropriate. But, um, you know, get on the DNR website. Yep. Check out their new revamped uh, fish survey. Oh, my God. That's that super thing, cool. It gives too much. I, I hate it. It gives too much information. It's going to blow up my lakes. So that's like that's like some power Excel stuff Holy, going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, major <sighs> filter on literally whatever you want. you want to figure out. What lake has 10-plus-inch bluegills? You just push 10-plus, and then what lakes that they've, tra- they've caught those at? Yep. Done. And then there's the lake. Yep. So that's going to hose up my lakes pretty quick, I think, if people are using it. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about it. Dang it. Don't use the DNR site, guys. Yeah. It's oh, terrible. It, it just lists out those lakes, bam, 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 right? <laughs> and there's some, specifically with the walleyes, there's yeah. some lakes that are not very far away that have some pretty decent walleyes in them. I yep. mean, obviously... There's the popular ones, you know, but, uh, so hit list of lakes. Okay. Got the near, the closest ones where I feel like there's a fishable population. Yep. Number two. So what, what are you talking fishable population? How do you find that on the, the DNR site? You're talking like by numbers of, of fish or you're talking Yeah. I'm looking for anything like size, a, a little slot. bit of a size structure, anything that's above stocking size basically okay. is where I'm at right now. I'm not after a big walleye. I just want to be able to figure out how to consistently 
and confidently mm-hmm. catch walleyes. That's a tall order. I feel like this will yep. be a two season kind of thing. It might be. It might be. You know, <laughs> that's a lot of where we go out stuff going and try on. to catch wall dogs and not catch anything. That yeah. might be what happens. And I think that's what's been holding us back because we've kind of gotten in a comfort zone of, all right, we know our jam, we, we know, know our bluegills, and we know our crappies. I know I can go out and catch those. Yep, and, have some good action. Really on any lake. Yep, I can go anywhere, and I'm confident I'm going to catch bluegills and yep. crappies. But then the walleye deal, yeah, that's a whole other world. That'll be yeah. That'll be a mindset change, I think, on on both of our ends of figuring yep. out. All right, it's all right. We're gonna follow the program. We're yep. gonna we're gonna get them. Well, and I think the number two thing is understanding those lakes that you're looking at. So there's there's particular lakes where there's a lot of brush, a lot of trees, yep. uh, very deep, a lot of yep. breaks. Then there's other lakes that aren't quite as deep, not nearly as much structure. Uh, further south, further. I mean, there's that north south gradient. Um, frankly, in my experience, the further north you go in Iowa, the more pressure those lakes get. Yep. The further south you go in Iowa, for whatever reason, they get less pressure. Yep. There's just not as many people going out to those. Yep. I don't know why. Yep. Um, maybe just because they don't freeze over as soon. So then people are like, well, I got to go to Clear Lake. And then you just never leave yep. Clear Lake, I guess. Yeah, people following the hype. Yep. That's been a big deal. So being able to follow that a little bit, uh, I think bait and presentation is going to be a big deal. I think yeah, as far what, as what location, I think that's very lake-specific. And I don't know how to talk about that at the moment without actually going out to those lakes and fishing them. That'll be a part two of this As episode. far as, like, structure and, and where you find these lake, these fish yep. set up on. Yep. Um, I will say that I've got on my phone all the rock piles marked yep. on these on the hit list lakes that I've got. Okay. Yep. Because they don't call them gravel lizards for nothing. Uh, <laughs> there you go. And I think bait, I think bait's going to be a big one. That one I'm not afraid to really dive into at the moment anyways. Um, obviously, the rattling flyer is going to be big. <laughs> That's the key. Uh, <laughs> I, like I think it. I'm going to be dusting off the Swedish pimples. Okay. I haven't fished yep. very heavily with the Swedish pimples lately. Um, yep. I think particularly gold. Uh, in Iowa, for some reason, gold just seems to be yeah, everything. Yeah, that is pretty money. Um, that walleye I caught on, caught last year, same like I caught that big bass on. Yep. Um, minnow head and a gold rattling flyer. Yep. That'll be cool. Yeah. Man, getting me pumped up. So. We're sitting down here talking about it. We need to be out there on the ice actually trying this yep, out. That'll yep. be the next step. At least in my experience here in Iowa on accidental catches have been fairly deep. I would say yeah, 15 plus feet of water, mm-hmm. usually near a break, not necessarily on a brush pile or rock pile or anything like that, but yep. near a break or something like that. I'd say is where most of my accidental catches are, where we're fishing for crappies or yep. cats or whatever yep. might be biting. But um, See, that can be a good du- dual purpose with cats too. Yeah. I think s- sticking with the walleyes for a minute is going to be – Instead of the minnow head, I'm thinking about changing it up and trying to get some shad. Okay. Because, honestly, shad is our is our forage base yep. in Iowa. Now, a lot of these lakes do are a little bit overrun with perch, so perch might be one that we need to get after, which now that you could basically use, in Iowa, <laughs> you can basically use any fish you catch with a rod and reel, Yep. you can use as bait. Now, that's not the law everywhere. So if you're listening to this out of state, I think that's kind of unique. Do not do this. Yeah. (laughs) But as I catch perch, I'm going to start chopping them up, 
If I catch a little perch, I'm going to chop them up and put them on my hook. And we're talking like three, four inch. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're like the ones that are just pestering. Jumbo. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. just pestering sort of deal. Yep. Catch a perch, chop them up, put them on the hook. Um, you talking about using the head, using the tail, using the chunk? I think the head's going to be too big almost. It's not going to be like a fathead minnow where you got a little head you can pinch off. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think if you just try to use the head, it's going to be too big. Yeah. Maybe, I like the idea Maybe of the a little eye, chunk though. with a little color, a little eye. I like the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sort of deal. I think that's maybe just the eye. That's kind of where my head's at right Have now. Have you seen that before? Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Just the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Just literally the take the eye out. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. There you go. Um, and yeah, like the, the little eye surgery. that are just pestering you all the time. Yep. Um, I think, yeah, changing that up a little bit, getting away from just the fathead minnows. Yeah. And that's, that's what's frustrating around here is, I mean, we're running out a good ways to go get them. Minnows? Yeah. 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 Yep. So I think if I can get just a jar or a package of, frozen shad and then okay. be running yep. with whatever mint perch or whatever i can catch uh that i feel like is a forage base of that particular lake um i think would be i think that'll be money yep and maybe even if i catch a small enough perch i got some la- uh quick strike rigs <laughs> there you go i'll drop them down the hole yep on the schoolies pike bait and well i don't know i think walleyes will bite it oh yeah absolutely if you put a perch on there yep that's something I feel like you Minnesota guys are really licking your chops on like, <laughs> God damn it. I can see it. That now. would be so money in Minnesota where, yeah, yeah, that's a negative. No yep. go up there. Yep. Now, yeah, there's yeah. game fish and there's bait fish. Where Iowa, it's all bait fish. It's, everything's bait. I'm going to tie on a 15-inch walleye <laughs> to catch a 30-inch walleye. Exactly. It's all about the the food pyramid, <laughs> basically. Where it's like, oh, yeah, you yep. catch this, you can use it to catch this. Yep. You can catch that, you can use it to catch something bigger. I feel like I would really love to catch like a 10-inch walleye and put them on a quick strike ridge and take a picture and just put that on on the internet. Just put that out for the internet to see and see what people have to say oh about it. Oh, my gosh. We would never live it down. <laughs> no, doesn't matter how big the walleye is. That's just like me pickling my pike or my muskie that I want to I want to catch. <laughs> Pickle muskie. I would love to eat a muskie and see what it tastes like. <laughs> but... uh Regardless. Anyway. <laughs> um, man, I really like that eyeball idea on those perks. Yeah. That's a good idea. I think that'll be kind of kind of key. Brushy, yep. that'd be real good. Yep. We've talked a lot about brushy. I'm not worried about saying brushy. It's yeah. hard enough to fish that Yep. you guys can all go out there and not ever catch one. Knock line. yourselves out. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So what about what about catfish? Channel cats, I think they're going to be – that's going to be a little different deal. Uh, frankly, I'm not really sure how to target just the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. Um. I know areas to target cats, mm-hmm. you know, uh, deeper parts of the lake. And when I say deeper, deeper is relative to the lake that you're fishing. Is, yep. the, is the tough part to say on how to describe that on a podcast yeah. is, you know, I, I would tend to say if the lake is less than 15 feet, I would say the deepest part then at that point. Yep. If the, day, if the lake is deeper than 15 so say you're getting into, and quite a bit deeper now, if it's 20 feet, then I'd say 20 feet. But uh, if you're getting much deeper, 20 foot, then you're going to get into a uh, a portion where I would say the deepest 80%. Yep. So if you've got a 40 foot deep or a 100 foot deep lake, well, that, that would, that's too deep. I wouldn't say 80 feet. That would be pretty <laughs> freaking deep. Uh, somewhere between 20 and 40 feet. There you I wouldn't go. ever, to me, I would never fish deeper than 40 feet. Yep. I just wouldn't. It would never cross my mind to try to find fish deeper than 40. Uh, but, yeah, relative to the lake that you're fishing, um, if you're fishing a lake that's 
less than 50 to 40 feet deep, yeah, I would just go with the deepest 80% of that lake um, yep. to, to start with. Uh, secondly, structure, just like any other fish. Mm-hmm. Um, steep breaks, that sort of deal. Um, anywhere that current might be going through that water, um, that'd be a, yep. a good place. Or where the water might be draining out. So so like a lot in Iowa, we got a lot of yeah. man-made lakes. There's almost always a, an overflow or something on there. Yep. Somewhere around there, while the ice can get a little sketchy, remember, <laughs> uh, check it while you're, if you're trying to fish those areas. Yeah, don't take it for granted. Anything that dies will tend to kind of flow that way. Yep. And that's what the cats are there to pick off. Yep. So those those types of areas would tend to be pretty good towards dams, that sort of deal. Sweet. Um, and, and towards dams are good all year long. But uh, those are the kind of areas I'd fish. If you're looking for structure, um, I've, I've said it before, is deep wood. And not just like a brush pile, like a Christmas tree. I'm mm-hmm. talking like uh, a tree, like a big branch or a log. Yeah, something uh, That sort of deal. Not like all this wispy Christmas tree stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, something substantial that they're sitting sitting next to uh, that they feel like they can kind of hide and blend in next to. Um, or pick off bugs and stuff that are living off there uh, to feed on. So, uh, yeah, something deep like that is usually pretty good. And then, Sweet. again, I've said in previous podcasts is, you know, later in the season, as, especially in Iowa, as some of those young-of-the-year shad die off. Yep. Again, anywhere that water's flowing and that might be a spillway or something like that, that's going to be key because all those young-of-the-year dead shad are all flowing that direction. It's basically like uh, you're, you're fishing ice-out cats before the ice out they're still there feeding yep those shad are dead um it's just you just got to find those places it's not as obvious um once the ice goes out uh but bait wise shad this is the this is the area yeah <laughs> shad yeah shad guts i think it's gonna be a big one yep, uh waxworms still been pretty good but i think i'm, I'm cross whether i want to try to upsize my presentation or not all right i don't know because like- they're just such light kind of biters yeah that i don't know that a bigger one would be more attracted to a bigger bait yeah what about night crawlers i don't know if you can get them That'd casey's be the has them in the winter i'm pretty sure yeah I'd, I'd be willing to try that in the winter time yeah i don't know if i can get them better stock them up and hang on to them. try that yep that's actually cool. a really good thought mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know uh the one thing that i want to make sure that i do is Get a hook. So if I'm running like a like a jig, like a vert, like a horizontal presentation jig, yep. is I want a hook. I want a fairly large hook. Like before, I've, I've run like tung, little regular tungsten, you know, five millimeters, and they get caught on the uh, sand on their teeth on the sandpaper mouth, and I feel like yep. I've missed some big ones yep. because the, it, it just gets caught on there and it pops off. So they make, I know they make those. Jigs I want some longer with, shank with jigs. a longer shank with yep. a wider gap, you know, yep. just specific. And I've got those. I'm, yep. That's that, uh, that new jig that Widowmaker came out with that to me, when they came out, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I want that. Like that size profile, yep. smaller still, but just a longer shank on it for that, yep. for that fish to come and bite it. And that hook to sit a little bit deeper in the mouth. Yep. Actually get some traction on yeah them. get a little bite because i've t- i've hooked a lot of them i'd say almost maybe the majority of my cats that i've caught are on the outer lip yep. so you, you think of where that sandpaper mouth is rather than being on the inside it's always it's almost usually it's been on the part. outside of that so i've caught the, the sandpaper and it's just having to catch them on the outside 
Yeah, that makes sense. And that's not a hook set that's ideal. Yeah, then you're then you're nervous pulling them up. You yep. get them up. You yeah, see yeah, you them can't and horse like, oh, them. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be iffy. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So I'd like, I'm thinking that, um, I mean, obviously I've had a lot of success catching a lot of cats on spoons also. So then at that yep. point, you're, you're vertical and you're just running uh, treble hooks. Yep. And I've still had the same problem, so I'm not sure how to remedy that with treble hooks. Well, yeah, and treble hooks are hard too because the gap between the hook is mm-hmm. because I mean, that, right up in there by at the least eye. From what I've seen, it doesn't appear that the catfish is coming to feed like up like a crappie. Mm-hmm. It it's just horizontal munching. Yep. Um, so you almost need like a wide gap treble. Yeah, need something. And then you're getting too big and upsizing too much sometimes. So. Yeah, I've also thought maybe like a, like a drop shot. So they have an opportunity to okay. suck it in, yep. but it's still heavy enough to get it down there. I yeah, there know. you go. I don't know. Drop shot ice fishing. I like that. I've, got, I've thought about it because I also like what the drop shot thought is that you're pounding that bottom, but you're not mucking up your hook. Yep. Because um, I like that Pounding it with the weight, and then your hook's yep. kind of floating out over off on the side, kind of yeah, still up high. Breeze. Um, I kind of like that because that, there is definitely something to that pounded bottom and making some puffs of some uh, sediment. Uh, where fish are like, oh, something's going on over oh, here. Oh, yeah. Yep. Let's go check uh, it out. And then you're, but sometimes when you do that, your hook gets fouled with muck or yep. debris or whatever, um, where with that drop shot allows it not to get fouled like that. Yep. Um, especially, you know, sometimes in catfish country, it can be a little bit hairy on the bottom anyways. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't know. That'll be cool. I this, don't know how to target the big ones. This yet. season's going to be sweet. I don't know how to specifically. <laughs> like I said, just getting revved up for it. Yeah. I am pumped. Oh, yeah. man. Because I, I was thinking back to... Um, Chumming has also been something I've thought about. <laughs> Ooh, there we go. Chumming the water. Like if I take some, like if I have a shad or something like that, just scraping scales off into the hole. Yep. Let those trickle down and maybe that'll bring them in. Man. I don't know. I've like, thought about a lot. Like four or five years, the last four or five years, we've basically been out on the water by now. Yeah. Looking back. Like on some kind of water. Yep. Some kind of ice, so... Man, yeah, it's just hitting me hard. But then I think about also, you know, we've got some tried and true catfish spots here in town. Yep. Um, and what what is it about those spots? Because they, they stack up, you know, catfish uh, in the wintertime tend to be, you know, the, the adage is 90% of the fish are in 10% of the water. With catfish in the wintertime, it's 90% of the fish are in 1% of the water. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are stacked up on top of each other in a very tight spot, and they're yep. all there. Yep. So once you find them, you're on them. Yep. Um, so just finding those pods. And I wonder, and I, I also believe that, and it happens with a lot of other fishes where the, they kind of segregate themselves by size. Yep. So some of it might just be finding that pod of the bigger individuals. Yep, just searching that out. And, you know, it's already hard enough to find them. And then searching out probably maybe the one or two pods. Yep, exactly. In oh a 200-acre lake of the bigger ones might be. Might be a feat that we're not got to work it out for us. That's for sure. I mean, you should have bought the live scope. That might help yeah. make it happen a little faster. But maybe yeah, I think that definitely would help. Oh yeah, we'll need to scan. Oh, we'll be scanning for days. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, just to find them stacked up like that. Because yep. uh, you saw here in town where mm-hmm. I, you know you scan over them and you'll see a little little stack of them and you'll go bounce over there, drill. They'll scatter a little bit, but they'll come back eventually. And, yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Man, I think that's going to be what's going to come. <laughs> Ultimately, I think it's going to come back down, come down to finding that pot of fish that has that is are the bigger individuals. Because I think back, 
when we ran your camera. Yep. When we were doing that tournament on Rock Creek, and we came across that big pot of cats, and we ran your camera down, they were all cookie cutter identical, the same size. Yep. They weren't real big, but there was a freaking shit pile of them. Yep. <laughs> That's uh, super cool. So, yeah. And I think here in town, a lot of those fish are pretty well the same size that we catch here also. Yeah. I mean, they're pot. they're stocked basically about the same time. And, I mean, they, they have some different year classes and stuff. But Yeah. I uh, feel like. I think the DNR found that cats, to a certain point, were getting pulled out once they're that 10 And they don't range. reproduce in ponds anyways. Yep. Yep. But, yeah. So, yeah, you got to restock them a little bit. But. Um, yep. Yeah, that one's gonna be a fun one to stay tuned on Man, as we as we break wait. that apart. That'll be cool. I'm excited for that. It'll be a nice season this season. I'm really excited to get a bend on the 40 inch schoolie on a big 10 pound cat. That rod is gonna be just epic. Oh, it's gonna be. I'm gonna. I, I need to be there right away with the camera. Although, if we want to go viral, <laughs> I got to be fishing the small schoolie. Small rod, big fish. People love it. The 10 inch. Yeah. People <laughs> the love shorty. That. Yeah. <laughs> the club. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that'll be cool. Well, Ben, how are we uh how are we gonna how are we gonna cut crush the Mississippi? What's your goal your goal on the Mississippi re, re uh restate what your what your goals are and what you think? So my goal uh, this year was to get out on the Mississippi, fish the backwaters, um, get on a good perch bite, crappie bite, bluegill bite, um random pike, I don't care. Whatever. Well, I think it's important to stick with our bread and butter perch and or crappie perch bluegill. Oh yeah, that's gonna going be going to such a different body of water than yep. what we're familiar with so the back if you guys don't know or aren't familiar with it the backwaters on the mississippi they uh depending on where you're at you know up in minnesota northern iowa they're generally frozen all the time uh in the winter it's pretty solid bed mm-hmm. uh there's places to ex- to uh get access to them where you can just walk out from a boat ramp or from you know from some different access points there give us uh, quick before you go too far yeah a uh, quick little explanation on what what are the backwaters? What's that mean? And kind of describe the backwaters of the Mississippi. Kind of like what are you looking for? What are they? What is it? So so the backwaters are anything that's away from the main channel. So the main channel on the Mississippi is like the navigation, barge specific. Yeah, you're not nine, fishing. That's open water. Minimum of nine feet. You know, mostly a lot more than that. Um, and that is all, you know, controlled Army Corps of Engineers with dams, and they're trying to make sure they have enough water flowing down to keep barges afloat the backwaters on the other hand are kind of the the filter of the the rest of the river Mm -hmm. where it fans out spreads out over some sloughs uh, backwater areas that are they still have some current but not a ton of current And they're not real deep they're out of the current absolutely yep they're off the main channel so like like i was saying before with with minnesota and northern iowa the you know the main channel on the river freezes all the time up there um not the main channel the back the main channel does too okay um coming up to the dam so uh the backwaters are froze long before that no big deal getting out to it all good so yeah if we wanted to we could head up north like minnesota iowa border um pool you know five six seven eight nine ten whatever sure all those that all would be frozen pretty pretty regularly um, what we're looking at doing is hitting a little further south. What kind of depth are we looking at with these backwater? Oh, what kind of depth? I, know, I can't. I've moved away from my mic. A little um, bit. We're we're looking at like two to eight feet, probably. Yeah, very shallow. Yeah, somewhere yeah. in there. And these backwaters. What's interesting about them is that when you get a little bit further south, like pool uh, eleven, twelve, thirteen, they're not 
frozen all the time. So yeah. it might be a little hit or miss. Uh, we're going to have to be a little fluid and flexible in our plans on where we're going. Are you, are you comfortable if we have but, to move further north? To yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable in it. Yeah. The uh, What pool are we targeting? Or are you okay with saying that? I'm not going to say that. Okay. No. Northern Iowa pools. Yep. yep. Okay. But with that, uh, our goal would be to get out on a good bite and hopefully, I mean, we, we'll, we're going to have our boat. I'm going to take my boat just in case. So, I mean, most of the time, you're going to need to get in somewhere and get access yeah. to some of these places. Say, describe we're gonna, our path. And get a little adventurous. Describe our path to get out there. From boat ramp to, to fish on the ice. Yeah. So, uh, with my boat, we conveniently figured out the quad fits in it. Uh, no problem. The otter can fit in it. No problem. Both? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Dang, Joe Dirt. Absolutely. Uh, it takes a little bit of reconfiguring, so I'm going to pull the front seat out. All right. Yeah, that's not but a big deal. No big deal. Um, and then, I mean, all the rest of our gear. So we're literally going to tow the boat from central Iowa with the quad and the otter in it. Yep. <laughs> Yep. And look like two rednecks cruising out. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Well, you don't have chickens in there, so you'll be all right. <laughs> and uh, take that down to the the Mississippi below one of the dams where the water stays open. I mean, pretty safe bet. Yep. Uh, that'll stay open. If it doesn't stay open, I don't know what we're going to do. It's Well, it's kind of a good, good situation, bad situation. If it's froze up, you know those backwaters are frozen hard. Absolutely, yep. Uh, so if it's open, you can get out there, obviously, but if it's froze up, yep. uh, I don't know. So we'll, we'll surely find some open water somewhere because like they run water be, over those dams the whole time. Yeah. So we're going to be flexible and kind of fluid with our, with our plans. Yep. Um, but we'll get out, we have launch to, we'll the boat, uh, head down the, the frigid waters of the main channel and beach the boat and unload the quad and the otter and take off on the backwater. So yeah. if we have to, we can go on the other side of the state. Yeah, so from my understanding, if you do that, you need a different state's license. Yeah, 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 obviously, but, but that would be last case, option. worst Absolutely. case scenario. Yep. So we're not just doing this to avoid doing that, but it's there's not so very many So what's the rule? Places. What's the law on license? So an Iowa license covers all of the Mississippi River on the Missouri side and the Iowa side. How far south are we going? We're not going to, not the other side of Iowa, the west side, what, what I was saying. Oh, oh, oh. The, the Missouri River. I was going to say, I'm like, I thought we were going to be northern Iowa yeah. here, man. <laughs> the Missouri, Missouri River. Uh, so on the Mississippi, yeah, it covers wherever wherever you're launching from, you're good. Where you launch from is the license I'm pretty sure, need. yeah. I don't, it might it's be. It's not a line. We should look that up because we might end up pushing in on Wisconsin, Illinois territory. We'll see. Okay. But yeah, so that that's gonna be our adventure trip. We're gonna try and film as much as we can, uh, yep. Record, give you guys some updates on how it's going. Um, First week of February. Yeah, that's what we're shooting for. Yeah. So hopefully we got ice around there. Um, with that, we're gonna bring enough people to make sure we're safe on it too. Because yep. that's the we'll other that's the other deal that, I mean, you're talking fishing lakes and ri- lakes specifically. I mean, taking your spud bar and and yep. kind of knowing what you're doing, you're good. Uh, rivers, on the other hand, it's a whole nother story. So we've kind of covered a little bit, you know, where that where that slough is going to be at, or you know what what mm-hmm. it means, and where how do we fish that once we get there? So we got the boat, yep. got everything loaded up, we offloaded onto some safe ice yep. somehow. 
yeah. What are we gonna do once we get to that slough? How are we gonna do that? I think we're gonna panoptics scan. In three feet of water? Yep. Yep. I think it'll it's not yep. gonna be great. Yep, I know. We'll do it, but it's not gonna be ideal. We're looking for just some structure. We're looking for different bottom content. Anything that gets a little bit deeper. It'll be Absolutely. tough to see yep. bo- different bottom content. And what's tricky about it is it's constantly changing. Like I, I went through this summer and kind of scanned a little bit with the boat in anticipation of that. It's where, we, be, where you want to fish. It's going to be different. You didn't have points where you picked up the deeper parts? Yeah. Well, then those will be the same still. They might be different depths. But, but I'm talking. They'll still be the deeper Yeah, structure-wise, though. Yeah. Stuff floats in and out, yeah. moves yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Should drop and then uh, water level is going to be interesting too. If it's if it's, it's always root, hit or miss on that, I don't, know. I don't know what to think of that. This is kind of like a, it's a real complex. How deep situation. was it when you went over the summer? Uh, it was four to five. Four to five. Okay, that's uh, good. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's very uh, dynamic. Yep. Uh, situation. Yeah. So uh, if you guys are up for an adventure, you'll be following along with that. That'll be. I'm really pumped about it. Like that's that's something that I've always wanted to do, and I've just never had the means to 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 try it. So what'll be, I guess, some unique tactics, baits that we'll be using maybe uh, to catch. So your crappies. Let's just run crappies right now. Yeah, I definitely think spoons. Absolutely. Spoons will be it. Okay. Uh, I do want to catch a crappie on a rip and wrap. I think that'd be legit. Okay. Never done that. Oh, I, I meant like, like a small uh, your tried and true go-to. No, maybe no, bust no, out your grandpa's hook. Yeah, exactly. The old the old Rembrandt jigs. I think that'll still be. The Rembrandts yep. will be money. Uh, here in Iowa, too, you can have a three-line license. Yeah. So I'll be rocking the three lines. Yep, tip up. We'll get your uh, homemade jaw jacker out there. Yep, uh, yep that'll be one We've yet sure. to catch a fish on that. Man, that thing is going to be sweet. Yeah. The PVC jaw jacker. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that'll be coming up this season. I think uh, you guys will be in for a treat. It's either going <laughs> to it's gonna blow up and it's going to be awesome or we're going to crash and burn and... And uh, that'll be fun to watch too. Well, I mean, I'm just a little curious on, you know, how far off the beaten path is this really? Like, there's going to be other people out there fishing probably, won't there? Really? We might be the only ones out there. Yeah, so we we need Ooh, to- top we need, secret spot. We need to take some extra people just to be okay. sure we're, we'll be, we'll be good. Okay. Yep. That's I'm not Dirty. doing it by myself. There's no Dirty. way I would attempt this by so myself. So are we are we gonna put my Eskimo in the boat also? I think we should. Or maybe that'll be a second trip. I I no, I think we can fit that all in there. Yeah. And five people? We might need to take a couple trips with, okay. with the people, but Okay. Yeah. This is one of those trips where I think life jackets would be good. Oh, everyone's the, got a life jacket on. All the time. The float suit isn't gonna cut it. No. Yeah, we're you know, in and in or out of the boat. Maybe we'll all tie tie off to each other. I wasn't gonna be opposed to that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shit. When you're dealing with river stuff, it's a whole nother animal. That's yeah, very so. very so yeah, give me give me a lowdown on a difference uh between the rivers and the lakes. Like what makes fishing a river unique versus a lake? So um, I feel like a lake is gonna freeze somewhat uniformly. I mean there's still stuff that's gonna affect it like geese and yep. you know, wind and and that kind of stuff, but generally your water temp's pretty similar. Uh, you add current in the mix, and it's a whole nother it's, animal. Yeah, it can be whatever. Um, two years ago on the river, you know, we were fishing in solid 12, 14-ish inches of ice, no problem, uh, and get a little bit off the beaten path, and it sank down to like four inches real There's quick. There's a reason there was no path over there. Looked the same. You know, you would have no idea if you weren't spudding it, drilling yep. it, checking it, so... Dang. 
it's a whole nother animal. highly variable ice absolutely it's gonna be the, the and then main yeah just at the mercy of weather conditions too so we're we're kind of so much more we're like, kind of set on our dates just because i mean we're all we got a plan we gotta do yeah something. we got families we got jobs we got we yeah. got stuff going on so we can't just be like oh it's a good week to go fishing let's go I take mean, the week off the very worst thing that happens is we just end up at the bar yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well we'll it's, it'll still be a vacation for us that'll be cool Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's kind of the lens we need to look through on this. It's going to be an adventure trip, but it's still getting away, having yep. a good time fishing with some good good friends. So that'll yeah, be a lot of fun. Be awesome. Yep. So yeah, follow along through that uh, saga with us this season. That'll be cool. We'll post some stuff on Facebook. Yeah, it's gonna be a wild season. There might not be a lot of fish caught this year. I don't know uh, if they, if we're going after walleyes and cats. Yeah, I mean we'll go off some, after some big big suckers. Yeah, I want to pull something big through the ice. Yep. I mean, how popular was that? Me pulling that big bass that little school with that little schoolie through that. Yep. We got like almost seventy thousand views on Facebook. Yep, that's freaking crazy. People eat that up. <laughs> that schoolie rod, they just love they it. They love the squeal. Yep, schoolie squeal. Oh man, I can't wait for that again. <laughs> been a long time since. Yeah, I've heard it's that. been a while. Yep. I haven't greased them, so it might be even. I squeaker. figured you wouldn't. No, <laughs> you get that drag set right. Yep, that's how you do it. Yep, cool. So yeah, we'll be. Uh, We'll keep recording throughout the season here, guys. Get on some ice here shortly and, oh, and keep chatting Hopefully. ice fishing with you. Love it. Yeah. Good it, stuff. It has helped curb the uh, the downtime here. Yeah. Got to do something, man. If we're not out ice fishing, we're running around in circles. Yeah. It sucks. But. Yep. All right, guys. Well, appreciate the listen, and yeah. uh, we'll talk to you next time. Sounds good. On All the right. Short Rod Show. Mm-hmm.